Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios in the great state of New Hampshire and the Gurkha Cigar Studios in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Kevin Acuff. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com. I am flying solo tonight, at least on the staff side. Uh, Kevin is uh, from fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, but in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, currently, right now, is, I actually think it ended 12 minutes ago, day one of TPE, which we will talk about in a little bit. So, I am holding down the fort, but I'm not going to be alone tonight. That's right. I have a guest with us tonight. This is someone I've been looking forward to having on the show for quite a long, quite a long time, um, and to do a show with this company... It's also extra special because this person comes from the company that made our 2023 Cigar of the Year. From Davidoff, it's none other than Eddie Guerra. Eddie, welcome to the Smoking Tobacco Show. Thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be on. Uh, about time, I want to say. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> did I did I come after Jack Hayer? Did I? You Did haven't he, been on he here. On this show? He was on here. He was on here. I am coming on it. What the? Yeah, I know. He beat you out. to it. The, so the first Jesus. Davidoff show we did was a few years ago with Class Kellner before he left. And that was a little bit more, you know, tobacco and factory focused, um, which was a Makes great sense. show. And, and I mean, as you know, I mean, he's a wealth of knowledge. Um, but, you know. It's it's a very different show with someone like yourself. We could talk about so many different things outside of that. Um, that it's something I've been wanting to do for a while. So I'm really happy to have you on here. But yes, Jack uh, Jack did technically beat you. <laughs> um, I don't know how Jeez. he did it, but he did. <laughs> the slippery one, that guy. Yeah, and oh look, he's here. Oh, Captain, my oh, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Jack's oh, watching, which is nice. But yeah, no, and Jack Jack yeah. was cool. He talked about his his um his graphic novel that he wants to publish about Coop downloading himself into a computer and it's the year like three thousand twenty five or something like that and I don't know. I don't remember the whole storyline, but I, I, I know he he'll probably add it to the comments. So but yeah, it was it was a good time. I, it's not <laughs> worth remembering whatever he says anyways, it's all good. <laughs> Wow! Shots fired, Jack. No, nah, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> we had lunch today. He's he's my he's my buddy. Did so. you guys haze him the way that the folks at Drew Estate hazed him? Um, do, you, do you know that story? But... Uh you know, <laughs> I don't know how bad he got hazed, but I will tell you, we got him pretty gnarly. I definitely got him. I don't even know if we're going to. Uh, oh, as he just commented, worse. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll probably say that for off screen, but he was sick for a little bit. <laughs> he was it's, sick for a little bit. It's Jack. I can only imagine. Yeah, he, and he I said, mean, Matt, I did say some professional things as well. He did. No, he was good. He was good. Yeah. He he held his own, but he made it fun too. But yeah, it's Jack. I can only imagine what you guys did to him. He strikes me as remember, someone who's an easy target. And I say that with so much love, Jack. I love you so much, but he just seems like he's easy to get in the office. I mean, you're talking about a guy that tattooed a scorpion logo Camacho as a tramp stamp on his back. 
because somebody thought it was a good idea in the middle of Honduras. Yeah, yeah, he he's easy. But <laughs> anyways, but you're here tonight, which is which yeah. is what's special. It's great. No, it it is. It's great to have you on the show. I um, I remember you reached out to me like a year ago. I think it was a year ago. Yeah. And um, before that, you know, I I didn't really have. A lot of discussions and, and dialogue, you know, with Davidoff. And I, I remember you reached out to me. We had a great conversation. And uh, we, we've been, you know, keeping in touch more and more ever since. And yeah. um, which has been great because, you know, Davidoff's a, a big company. And, you know, it's a global brand. And yep. there's not many brands that cover the, the, the global, you know, marketplace like Davidoff does. Right. Um, so, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's important to, to, you know, cover you guys and there's a lot to talk about and there's a lot that could be said, you know, a brand that's been around for how many years now? Um, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's, there's a reason why it's considered one of the, you know, the, the big four of the companies. Right. So, right. There's, 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 there's so much here for us to discuss and I'm almost overwhelmed thinking about it, but I know that as we get into it, it'll just flow naturally and we're going to have a great time. So yep. without further ado, uh, let's talk about, let's do a couple of things we got to do first and then we'll kind of okay. slide right into it. Right. So let's talk All about right. what we're smoking tonight. Um, obviously once again, brought to you by the number two guys, cigars.com. That's right. The number two guys, cigars.com head over there now to find an amazing selection of cigars and cigar accessories from the cigar industry, as well as being a Davidoff appointed merchant. They carry I want to say almost every skew from Davidoff, Camacho, and Avo only at the number two guyscigars.com. Eddie, you're the guest, so I'll let you go first. What are you smoking tonight? Uh, this is going to sound really braggadocious. I'm, I'm smoking a, a future Avo release. <laughs> oh, no, that's cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's all good. I really didn't think that one through before. Fan, but no, that's okay. Yeah, you know. I I I thoroughly enjoy everything that that we make, and you know we're we're in the process of, of innovation, and through that process, uh, there's a lot of uh, enjoyment of these products, and I try to do it in, in many different scenarios, just to make sure it always hits right, and yeah, tonight would be one of those nights. I mean, so. I think it speaks a lot to. And I'm sure you're not the only one doing that, but it speaks a lot to the reputation that the company has for their quality control. I mean, like, like I said before, Class Kellner was on, you know, two years ago, I think now. Uh, we talked a lot about that, you know, especially, you know, down at the Dominican level, like in the factory and the farm, the quality control that goes on, um, which yeah. I would say is one of a handful of things that are the major contributors to, to that reputation that Davidoff has. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to hear that, you know, even the guys in the office, you know, they're, they're smoking stuff all the time, different elements, you know, yeah. uh, I know everybody, look, and I know all the brands, they're smoking a lot of test stuff They're and they all do a great job, but you know, I guess, I guess it's just, it's, it's just refreshing to hear like, you know, even, even the, the guys who aren't directly involved or, you know, the guys who are always down at the Dominican or, you know, just, just 
everybody or almost everyone's smoke is getting involved correct yeah and just and it's nice you know it's it's at the level of commitment i guess personally to, to the company and um you yeah guys do a great i mean job with that a lot it's not really common knowledge right i feel like i've been in this business long enough and have a lot of colleagues and worked with a lot of people but i will tell you this um we work on a three-year innovation schedule plan. Okay. So uh, the stuff that, you know, when I go into development with the team and we're doing project concepts and all this kind of stuff, like they're three years down the line. Uh, you, you'll see a lot of stuff for the most part in the industry. The furthest will be a year down the line. There's people developing products that they're going to release in six months, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just we we got a lot of things we got to do. Uh, we don't just service the United States. The Europe is just as big as the United States for us. Uh, Asia is just as big as the United States for us. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into taking consideration of shipping over there and legalizing, like uh, legal importation. It's just a lot of hoops that we jump through. And with that, we have a lot of time to make sure that the blends are... Um, precisely what we want and they get a considerable amount of real age behind it so yeah it's a really cool thing so you'll constantly catch us enjoying these products and uh with years to come and that gives you enough time to kind of figure out like hey how's the cigar age is it you know it's still smoking good and you can kind of work on all that that's true too you know the aging part of it um yeah you, you can you can have cigars rolled, let them sit for 60 days, 90 days, whatever. Send them up to the office. Yeah. Hey, guys, what do you think of these? It's like, yeah, they're good, but what are they going to taste like in a year from now? You know? Well, we'll find out. Yeah. But to kind of to pause on, on what's probably about to be a great conversation, um, I am smoking one of my favorite Davidoffs, perhaps my number one favorite Davidoff, uh, and that's the Anniversario number three. Um, which I would say that's like the Toro size on a, you know, on a yep. informal way of calling it. Um, yeah. this was like the first Davidoff I ever smoked. Um, and it's been my favorite ever since this is among, among so many others, you know, Grand Cru, Millennium, you know, all of them. But the anniversary number three for me specifically has been my go-to when I just, when I want a Davidoff and I want it to be just everything that it needs to be it's this cigar uh eddie with you being here tonight i grabbed it because it was it was kind of a no-brainer i said i'm gonna smoke the any three i would have smoked the number one which is cigar of the year at smoking tobacco for 2023 which we'll definitely get into in a minute but that's also um got some length on it and i i, I don't know if i want to commit to three hours um smoking that cigar so uh as great as it is i'm uh i went with the number three instead so um, but in addition to that, as always here at Smoking Tobacco, we're always cutting and lighting our cigars with none other than ST DuPont products. That's right. Be exceptional. With me in the studio this week, once again, I have the new Biggie Flat Flame Lighter from ST DuPont. These just came out. They just shipped. Um, fantastic. You know, Kevin and I talked about these last week. You know, the Flat Flame is as close to a soft flame, I think, that you can get in a torch. Um, it, 
it's it's been one of my favorite lighters um, so far this year. The flat flames in general from, you know, DuPont and a few others that make them. You know, the flat flame is kind of a different style, but it's something that I love. It's nothing but quality here to ST DuPont. Don't forget to check them out today. Be exceptional. And I think you can also find them at the number two guys cigars.com. I think they uh I think they stopped carrying them and I think now they carry them again. So definitely head over there and check them out. You can buy them there. Um all right, Eddie. It's definitely uh it's time for you. It's you and only you for right. for for a while now. Um let's talk about the big one first, since I already threw it out there and it's exciting and it's celebratory. You know, every year, everyone in the media they have their own list or whatever. We do ours, put a lot into it. Um, there's cigars on that list that the team smokes and things get discussed. And it's this year, the number one and two cigar were, were tight. Were, were tight. They were neck and neck. They were tough. They were very well loved across the board. Um, but luckily for you, the anniversary number one, limited edition, um, it pulled out into the number one spot. So... Congratulations, first and foremost, uh, to Davidoff yeah. and everyone over there is uh, is quite the achievement, I guess. I, I know it's not CA, but you know, it's it's still uh, it's still cigar of the year. So, <laughs> so no, it's it's look it it it's a blend that people already know. It's a cigar that's technically a re-release. It's not like it's brand new. Um, but, you know, it, it it still fell within all the parameters to make it eligible for the list. And, you know, mm -hmm. I smoked it. Kevin smoked it. Nicole smoked it. And it was just – I think the only one that didn't smoke it was Mitchell. But Mitchell lives in Canada. So it he it's we can't always get him everything all the time. That's kind of my one little exception with yeah. him being up there. It's I can't get him everything all the time. So it, it's hard. But the rest of us smoked it. And I remember Kevin smoking it. Kevin bought a box. And he smoked oh, it, nice. and he called me, and he was like, have you smoked this yet? And I said, no, I have them. And he's like, you need to smoke that cigar. And I smoked that cigar, and I called him, and I said, yeah, this one's this one's a serious contender. I mean, look, it, it just it blew us away right off the bat. It's everything that you'd want it to be. It really lives up to the Davidoff name, the quality, the blend, the complexity, just everything about it. Actually, today... Um, Kevin's review dropped on that cigar and, uh, as much, uh, normally I don't spoil the reviews for people, but since it got cigar of the year, it's, it's probably not gonna be a shock, but that cigar, that cigar scored a 94, which I think is the highest score that Smoke and Tobacco has given out to date. Um, Amazing. I don't think we've given anything higher than a 91. So, uh, you can read that at smokingtobacco.com and you can read all about Kevin's Amazing. full breakdown on that cigar. Great job, Kevin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. It's such that that cigar winning is it's such a it's such a cool thing, man. You know, as a listen, like like we were talking earlier, uh, I'm like a cigar junkie nerd, right? Yep. Like I I just love everything tobacco, how I'm in the business, and um, if you know about tobacco, like that that cigar was such a icon in the movement of, of tobacco back when it was originally released and i don't know how, how familiar you are with the story uh, on how it was released or why it was released but you know zeno zeno davidoff was just 
an innovative genius. Even though everything he did was pure finesse, like he was also incredibly innovative. And he wanted a cigar that he would enjoy on his birthday that he could light up and smoke an hour before midnight and then go past midnight and smoke, continue smoking it for another hour on his actual birthday. And it was just like this magical thing of like leaving the past and entering the future with this, you know, at the time it was pretty groundbreaking. It was in a wooden tube. Uh, it's incredibly long. Um, it was just something that didn't exist. And we did this really cool with the Davidoff Difference campaign this past year that we've been planning for a while. Uh, we wanted to do uh, cigars that we called History Rerolled. And Davidoff was incredibly famous for uh, certain Vitolas back then. Uh, signature number one, Millennium Lancero. And I would like to say Anniversario number one was historically probably the most famous cigar on the planet at that time. And it was like the ultimate connoisseurs, collectors, dream so uh working on that project was incredible uh, it's almost like nerve-wracking because you get to work with such a important piece of tobacco history uh and you know the team worked on it like it was just kind of emotional in some weird way like at least for me and then to see it so well received i mean we knew it was going to be great uh but palettes evolved industry trends evolve but you can't if you're doing history re-rolled you can't evolve that it's got to be like an homage to what it was originally so uh, to see it uh, get all these accolades and win number one and it was really cool man you know we uh, were really happy and really pleased and Switzerland was incredibly happy and pleased and yeah man it's just neat yeah it, it's neat it, to do that I know that it was on other lists as well um, I believe Half Wheel had it at number two, actually. Um, mm -hmm. And it's funny, I, I was talking to Charlie Minato yesterday, I think. And last year, he, he Half Wheel and Smoky Tobacco had the same cigar of the year. And I remember yeah. our, ours came out, and then they did their list. And I remember watching their list. And I knew that it was like, I think it was like the second highest rated cigar that they had last year. And so I said, yeah. oh, that cigar is going to be number one. Um for sure, I guess they're going to the list, and I I didn't see it, and I I'm like, yeah, I oh, like I think we did it again, it, and then he got to number was, two, and I was like, yeah. oh, so close. <laughs> yeah, no, but, you know, it's I can't please everybody, but like, dude, super stoked to make it to number two. Also, I mean, it's no, that's great. a big deal. No, that's no, a big deal too. I mean, number two it, is number two. It, it was, mean. and we did a um, I I personally flew to. Uh, Dallas and I did a pre-release launch dinner that we normally do every year with Half Wheel with certain products. And like, they didn't really know. And I shook like when it was time for the cigar portion of the dinner, I basically brought out the anniversary number one. I was like, by the way, this comes out next week. <laughs> so everyone here has an opportunity to try this before it hits the market. And it was one of those like, oh shit moments. You know, like, hmm. that is huge. This is going to be special. Um, and I told him, I was like, don't enjoy this tonight because you're probably going to end up reviewing it because I know you just, it's three hours. So just take it back to the office and see what you guys think. And He's actually really cool about going out and purchasing and doing things on his own. 
regardless. So, cool. But yeah, it was it was great. Ended up on a couple sites. It was awesome. It was awesome overall. I think. Yeah. No. I mean, job well done. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, it's um, historic release, like you said. Um, you know, the blend is still a, a blend that you know, in other sizes, obviously, is is available everywhere um, that everybody knows and loves. Uh, so it was it was kind of an easy sell, um, but it definitely earned the spot. That's for sure. Uh, we have a question here. Would Davidoff ever make other lines in the same anniversarial one size, maybe the late hour? Now, I know recently you guys actually expanded on the late hour, didn't you? Isn't there a new size available in the late hour? Uh, it is. It's the petite panatella. Completely the opposite. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's in a 10. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fantastic, actually. I was uh, enjoying them yesterday. But, um, you know, the the anniversarial one size is, you know, I don't want to speak for the future just because you really never know, but that is kind of reserved for a piece of tobacco history that's just going to, it's like an homage that's going to stay there. I mean, we have the double R, also in anniversarial, but we have it in uh, the uh, Colorado Claro. So that's kind of cool. I mean, that's different, but yeah, I don't think... And it's not in the plans for the near future. I will say that would be a pretty exciting three-hour journey if it was a late hour in that Vitola. The late hour is that's up there for me too when it comes to Davidoffs. Oh, and yeah. I think it was the first Davidoff box I ever bought was the late hour Toros, um, and it I was something. burned through that box. <laughs> it was so good. Um, that that's a very unique blend in itself. So yeah, in that size, yeah, I could see it. Um, it would probably well, be good, time. but yeah, you'd need a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, that's also a stronger blend than Anniversario. So right, no, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for three hours, I, I, I mean, that's that. a lot for three hours. <laughs> I mean, the royal, the royal release Salamons for me are already like. I got to prepare myself, you know, like for journeys, so. I mean, shit. The year of the dragon was a double corona. Double corona, and it's you know it's got considerable strength to it. It's it'll it'll slow you down, man. It's a... I remember smoking that one and thinking this is probably one of the better. Zodiac releases that you guys did in the last couple of years. Not that the others were bad. Oh yeah, it's just. But that weird. one seemed to stand out more. And one thing I will say when it comes to you know the Zodiac stuff you guys have been doing is I do enjoy, and I think a lot of people feel this way, how how much you guys put into like the little stuff. Like for example, like with the tiger. Like what you guys, what you guys did with Year of the Tiger, I mean, pe people are still talking about that, and that was what two years ago. Yeah. I mean, people are still talking about that. Like, oh, do you remember the, the Year of the Tiger, the Daffodil? Like, yeah. How could I forget? People are still talking about it. Like, I mean, that was a cool it's a release. Innovation, man. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you guys. I mean, I know that the the Zodiac series, and there's a couple of th different things. I was gonna hit on this particular topic. Um. I know it's something that I think Davidoff kind of, I don't know if you guys were the first to officially do 
like a full annual release. But um, it, it's become something that you guys, I think, are known for the most. And more and more companies I see every year are starting to jump on that year of the, you know, whatever. Now it's year of the dragon. Next year it's what year of the chicken. I don't remember. How, I don't know the flow of how it goes, but snake. Oh, it's this. Oh, that's right. It's the snake. Um, yeah. But yeah, I see more and more other people get on that. But it's kind of been like, I want to say, unless I'm wrong, like Davidoff's thing for a little bit of time yeah. now. Um, and I just, I like how, you know, you guys don't just go, all right, so it's year of the dragon this year. It's in a red box. Here, no, like you, you put some time some thought into you know the packaging the design the cigar itself the blend what specifically about the construction you guys are going to do i mean i think it just it really speaks volumes to you know that that davidoff elegance you know in that kind of what we were talking a little bit before the show about you know just um the finesse right um it's just it really does the products speak for themselves yeah it's Kind of like how I started off with, man. Three years, right? Three yeah. years of innovation cycles. Three years to work on something. Uh, I there's a lot of planning and strategy. You know, we do not release products to just release products, right? Uh, it is common knowledge and industry standard almost. For I'm not saying everybody does this, but a lot of people, you know, they need to hit their numbers for the year. Let's release some new products. Let's release some new products, like we. Everything we do has a methodology and a strategy. There's a purpose behind it. We do things with intention. Uh, and that's not just Davidoff, that's Avo, that's Camacho, Zeno, Nicaragua right now. You know, like everything has a reason. There's, we don't just add on new lines to add on new lines. Um, so if you notice with every Zodiac, Every detail comes back to telling the story, you know, whether it's how the packaging has been designed, uh, all the embellishments in the, in the packaging, uh, all the materials in the packaging down to the shape of the cigar tells a story. Uh, I, I don't know how many people caught on to the dragon, for example, the unfinished foot is supposed to be representation of dragon's breath, you know, like the fire coming out of, of uh, a torch the dragon. Fight. Yeah. And you also have the masterpiece humidor that we do that we work with famous artists on and it's all beautiful marquetry, which that tells its own story of the dragon. And yeah, it's cost an incredible amount of money, but everything is thought out even to the accessories. Um, we do have a robust business in Asia. It's, clearly, that's how this was all originated uh it just turned into something that was amazing and and people expected like there's a craze behind these things but we do it we're proud of it Uh, it's a great challenge to the innovation team it's a great challenge to the blending team you know how do we continue it's not about outdoing yourself it's not like hey how do we how do we beat the ox all right well We'll do the tiger this way. It's no, the tiger was always going to be that way because it was a tiger. You know, uh, the dragon was always going to be that way because it's a dragon. It has nothing to do with trying to beat the prior years. So, uh, it's just really intentional. And 
you know, it's like all the gossip that comes afterwards and now everybody's doing Zodiacs and, you know, it's kind of, it is what it is. It's, uh, we never, we never invented Zodiacs, right? So right. Uh, we, we can't say, Hey, you know, stop copying us. Uh, but we're just, we're really proud of, of what we've done. And just like with any other industry, you know, when, when people see trends, making waves, making money, uh, resonating with consumers, other people start jumping on those trends. Um, I mean, if you think of scotch, how many people went the whole PD way for a while? How many people started doing different barrel aging and, and different whiskeys? You know, they see one person doing now, the other person does and It is what it is, you know, but uh, we definitely will continue to do it uh, intentionally and thoughtfully and as innovative as possible because, you know, we owe it, we owe it to our consumers to just deliver the best, you know. Now, it's funny, you know, you talk about, you know, how, you know, you, you, you didn't invent it, right? But it was just something that Davidoff did. Now, if I remember correctly, the first Zodiac that Davidoff released, I want to say was between 2011 and 2012, if that's right. And it was an Asian Probably. market exclusive, and it was in a 10-count paper bundle. And I don't even think it was called, like, I, I don't know if it was supposed to be the, the Dragon, but... but it wasn't called that right it was called something else but it was kind of like unofficially like that first like year of the dragon um and then i know they kind of built on it from there um yeah you guys were like oh you know we have something here we should do this yeah i mean listen zodiac uh memorabilia or, or products i mean has existed in whiskey and in wine and i mean for decades dude you know like right there's a whole new. continent that that celebrates it, right? So, right, uh, it's a real thing. So, I I would like to believe that you know I can't officially comment on this. I don't know, but I would like to believe we're the first that did it in tobacco. But you know, no. I know what, another thing that's interesting too is we talk about this particular topic, and we talk about you know other people getting involved. It was about a month ago now that yeah. um, Gurkha Cigar Group company who you used to work for um which we'll talk about i guess later um announced that they were filing a lawsuit against davidoff for using the Mm -hmm. year of the dragon trademark now right i don't know if you have anything you can comment on that or if you have anything you can say as to that or um you know you think you know why would why would they why would they you know come after you know, you guys. Now, I mean, I know that there's other manufacturers who have announced they're doing a year of the dragon, but I haven't heard anything officially that, you know, they've come after all of those people. Um, so as someone who has been named, you know, just you had any comment on that as to, you know, you know why, why maybe it's only you or just, you know, did you guys have any prior knowledge I, that that could be a problem? No. <laughs> so I, 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 well, first of all, I, I can't comment on that, to be honest. That's that's being handled by our legal department in mm-hmm. Switzerland and the United States. I humbly, it's beyond my pay grade. <laughs> so, yeah. so I, but I, it's ironic that I did work at Gurkha, you know. So I, I got a ton of phone calls 
they're like, dude, you should be the marketing director there when you move back from Asia. Uh, and I was like, I, I don't know. I'm working three years down the line, dude. So I, I, I just, I can't comment. I just, whatever will be, will be. And I, I do find it interesting. I mean, there's five other year of the dragons, but whatever. It's, I can't, I can't say anything. I just, best of luck to everyone. No, that's fair. No, that's fair. I, uh, I figured I'd ask either way, just, you know, I'm sure yeah, people, people would want to know, but, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I know that's a, that's a kind of a developing thing. And if there's, um, you know, for our followers, if there's more information on that in the future, we'll, we'll let you know. Um, but you know, it's funny. We, I want to kind of take a step back because as much as I, I enjoy talking about the present, I want to kind of go back to the past for a second. Yeah. Uh, I had said in the beginning of the show, you know, I've been looking forward to the show and I've been looking forward to getting to, to know you just a little bit better. And uh, I know you've been around for a few minutes. So I know, and, you know, you worked at Gurkha and I know you mentioned that you, so you lived in Asia at one point. Um, yep. Just tell us a little bit about your backstory. I mean, you know, where did you come from and how did you get into the business and kind of, you know, what led you to being where you are now? Yeah, man, uh, absolutely. So, um, uh, born and raised in Miami, Cuban immigrant parents. I mean, it kind of starts there, I guess. And, um, uh, my family, myself, we were highly involved in Miami hospitality. So, uh, we've owned and operated nightclubs, restaurants, bars for 30 plus years. So I was always in the hospitality business. I, never intended to get into cigar business. I, I relocated to Thailand to open up two hotels uh, for a, a company. And I did that. It was great. It was kind of a great, like amazing experience. But while I was there, uh, I, I lived in this island. Before, before I moved to Bangkok, I was living in this island called Koh Samui. And in my hotel... Uh, the only thing that's available there was, was Habanos, right? Right. And aside from being a son of Cuban immigrants, I lost everything and that kind of bothered me. But aside from all that, it was a 900% import tax on all products. So a Cohiba Robusto in 2009 cost $125. So I remember going, well, that kind of sucks, but hey, I guess people are used to paying that here. And then I, I would contact uh, Pacific Cigar, which Pacific Cigar is the uh, distributor of Habanos in, in Asia. And hey, I need wholesale pricing for my hotel. You know, I'd like to have it as an amenity. And like, they were only giving me 10% off. Like, it's not like in the United States or any other business, like, Hey, 50% off. And then you do your markup and you, you do, you know, you sell the product. They, they didn't care. They didn't need to. They're the only game in town and arrogantly. So they're like, no, you get 10% off. It is what it is. And I was bothered because I was like, man, I don't care about cigars. Like I'm running a hotel. I have a beach club. I got a nightclub in there. I got restaurants in there. I got hotel guests. Like, I just want a great amenity because every time somebody buys a cigar, I'm selling three drinks. Right. You know, it was great. Mm -hmm. So it just, it really bothered me. So 
growing up in Miami and going to school in Miami, uh, I went to this really prominent uh, all-boy Catholic high school where a lot of cigar manufacturers' kids all went to. So, like, I knew a lot of people, but, like, I wasn't in the cigar business. So I just, I got frustrated. So I was like, oh, man, I'm going to figure this out. You know, so I called uh, a few people. I called the Padrones. I called Perdomo. I called uh, EPC. And I was like, I, I need cigars for my hotel. You know, can you uh, send me two or three boxes for my humidor? You know, like, I don't know. And, like, everyone's laughing at me. Like, uh, if you're sending it to Asia, it means you have to be an importer, which means you're probably going to have to take a couple hundred boxes. And, like, it was just, like, this whole process that I just was not ready for. I was like, well, that sucks. Yeah. Um, so I go to a hotel association meeting and I stand up like, you know, in front of 90 general managers, like everyone's talking like points of, of what we got to do for tourism. This and that. I'm like, Hey, uh, last thing, no one really gives a shit, but <laughs> I feel like we're all getting ripped off and it just bothers me. I found a way to get Nicaraguan and Dominican cigars here for really inexpensive pricing comparatively to Habanos, but I, I, I don't need hundreds of boxes. Does, d- does anyone want to go have these with us? Like maybe we just all get it for the hotel association. And we all take our allotment and uh, the general feedback was like, dude, you bring it in. We'll buy it off you. And like, I drove home that night and was like, um, I think I just started a business. So, um, I got connected with some guy that was importing Perdomo at the time. So Nick Perdomo put me in contact with somebody and he was like, Hey, you know, this guy's already importing my product into Bangkok. Get with him. He has an import license. He'll, he'll help you out with whatever you need. Um, and just like that, I literally, I mean, I kind of blew the guy away with like, Hey man, I got 90 hotels and whatever. I blew the guy away and he was like, Hey, let's be partners. And overnight, I became the largest importer and distributor of non-Cuban cigars in Southeast Asia. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's one way that, to stick it to the Cubans. <laughs> yeah, and, and that was like a real thing. So, I was still working at the place, and then eventually, uh, I was like, "F this, man! Like, I'm gonna work for myself. Uh, I know how to own and operate venues. I know how to." do all this stuff. So I just, I started um, opening up whiskey and cigar bars in Bangkok. I moved from the island. I moved to Bangkok and yeah, I was doing it. And we had uh, multiple locations and I had distribution all over Malaysia, Vietnam, Cambodia, Singapore, Bangkok. And I had my own venues and I was like really strategic about who I was importing into the country uh, with my partner and uh, it it was awesome, man. Like, I, I believed in 10 companies, you know, pretty much the top 10 companies you could probably imagine. I just, I had them all there and it was great. And out of nowhere, I remembered what it was like to be an American living in a foreign country because the military overthrew the government. They shut down all businesses for six months, froze all foreign bank accounts. And it was just like a rude awakening for me wow. and i went from living on top of the world and thinking i 
never moving home. Asia is my home. Thanks, family. But you guys can come visit me here. And uh, so I pretty much got rid of my – well, the guy stayed with it. My partner stayed with it. Uh, I want to say I got screwed over <laughs> in that, but it is what it is. I got to move back home, and uh, I I intended to open up more venues back home. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do this in South Florida now because my family's there, and now I got to support. And it just – it wasn't happening, you know. Like, there's the – the regulations of the capping of liquor licenses, finding space. And it was just really a complex thing. And, and time was, time was ticking, man. I was like a year into it. And at the same time, I have all these great manufacturers that I was importing that are all like, dude, you should just do marketing for us. You know what, you know what you're doing. You've been doing luxury lifestyle marketing for years. Like we'd love to hire you. We'd love to hire you. And I kind of, dodged everybody because I was like, no, I'm going to work for myself. I don't want to work for anybody. And then, you know, I always said that if I am going to get into it, like I, I wanted to tackle it very unique. I wanted to understand packaging and product development first, you know? So like I, I had great job offers, but I felt like I need to go to who I believe was crushing it in, in product development and packaging. And uh, I was an importer for Gurkha at the time in, in Asia, and, and he crushes it in Asia. So, you know, he he offered me a job, and, you know, it just it made sense to me. Uh, I got to work with some really amazing people there, and, man, he, he showed me the ropes on what it was like. I mean, I, I was there a short two years, but in two years, I – I probably designed 40 humidors and saw the production of 40 humidors, like beginning to finish. I did uh, maybe 20 different brands and lines. Uh, I, I met every manufacturer in terms of like hard goods, uh, printers. Like it was just like I went to boot camp on product development and it was cool. It was a really cool time. Uh, and I'm, I'm always going to, thank him for that you know and, and, and that course. company for that because I, I i wouldn't have had the tenacity i had today if i didn't see that guy at work you know and the team there at work so through that i got uh recruited to go to alternate usa and i was senior brand director there for a little over two years i got to take a lot of that you know mom and pop's family tenacity to a corporate entity multinational entity that moved a little slower than most so I, I didn't really abide by the corporate uh, maneuvers I just kind of went in there like a tornado and I got very blessed to have uh, some great mentors there and, and some great people there that helped me learn from a lot of mistakes I was making and and grow and I I got the privilege and honor to you know, be the senior brand director and, and control Monte Cristo. And I got to relaunch Trinidad. I created the whole spiritual thing. And it's just, it was just oh, wow. I didn't Henry Clay. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was uh, conceived in my backyard. Like just smoking wow. cigars. Like <laughs> I wanted to, I, 
I, I had this like tobacco love that I, I hear, hear some of the oldest brands in the world and I have Cuban heritage and, you know, I don't work for the Cuban government. So that's them, but I have the capability of, of honoring families that originally owned those brands and, and developing cool stuff with, with all that heritage, like in mind. And it, man, it was a spectacular time. And I don't know, I want to say two and a half years into it. <laughs> uh, I had the opportunity to kind of hit the dream, which was Davidoff, which was kind of like this weird full circle moment. Cause like, I remember used to being in Asia, like I was so used to luxury lifestyle marketing and, product development that I was like if I were to ever work for a company one day I'd like it to be like Davidoff like that's untouchable like who the hell's gonna get there and and somehow like it happened and it was um, dude like a massive honor like I had this like weird moment that well I've been in the tobacco business for a while globally you know I've been in in 10 years but like moving into the United States uh at that time, it was like in four years, I managed to end up at Altus, running Altus, and then all of a sudden ending up at Davidoff. And I like, I was like, holy shit, how did I get Monte Cristo, Trinidad, Romeo, H. Man, now I'm at Davidoff, Avo, and Camacho. And I used to like, I used to love looking at all the work that they were doing. And I was always inspired by them. And I was always enjoying their products because like I, I smoke everybody's things. Like that's. I'm a tobacco lover at first. And yeah, it's kind of led me to where I am today. And I've, I've just really been very fortunate on my journey in this industry uh, because met so many great people along the way. And, and not just at the companies that I worked at, but the industry as a whole is, I mean, you hear this a lot, but like, it's really real. It's like really tight. It's small. You know? So it is. So like, you know, when you do these, trips where you're traveling all over the country and you're ending up in these multi-vendor events like you become friends with a lot of these manufacturers whether boutique or just very well known and it was like a surreal moment for me that these cigar icons and legends that I was always like oh my god like I'd love to ask them for their autograph when they all of a sudden were becoming colleagues and they're texting me on the phone and I'm texting back and but I still to today have like that fanboy like mentality around you can't them. It's help very it. strange <laughs> no because i mean there's too many years in my life that i was looking up to you now that we're cool and you're like we go on vacations together or we do things together but like i'm still like holy shit you are you and um while i do feel that i'm very privileged to be at, at a company that globally i want to say is at the top of the food chain like i i look at all these guys and it's just like i'm very i'm grateful to a lot of them and if it wasn't for Nick Perdomo, I wouldn't be in this business. I never worked for the guy. But if it wasn't for him, I would not be in this business. I would not be if it wasn't for Kaizad. I would not be if it wasn't for Rob Norris. And, like, all of that school got me to what I consider the holy grail of Davidoff. And now I'm, like, deeply involved uh, with the team. And, you know, our, our president of our company is, like, an incredible, I want to say visionary. Uh, our U.S. head of all marketing. I run the U.S. brand team. She runs all the marketing. She's she's brilliant. You know, my 
my immediate team that like I hate even saying people report to me because like we just all work together. I prefer to build a network. Like everybody's amazing. Switzerland's amazing. It's just like one of those weird things that the older you get, you just become like I'm incredibly just grateful for for all of this. And uh, right. it's weird, a little bit weird for me because being born and raised in Miami, and when I came back and I was in the business, like Miami's the epicenter. So like you go out at night, people are coming to my family's venues, and I'm hanging out with all the cigar manufacturers in my family's place. It's cool. It's like yeah, you know in St. Pete where I live now with my wife because of the headquarters over here. We love this town so much better than being back home in Miami. So we're also like kind of like removed right. from the epicenter of, of the industry. So like it's right. weird that I'm a little removed, but incredibly grateful. And um, yeah, it's just unique, man. That That's pretty much my story, how I got into this business. And that's, um, I didn't want to interrupt because I wanted you to have your flow and I didn't want you to lose it. But cool. that that's that's a that's a hell of a fucking story. <laughs> I'm not, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty It's, it's not pretty what gnarly, I expected man. at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but honestly, good for you. I mean, you know, you you kind of started like way out of left field there with what you were doing, where you were, and then you kind of yeah. you 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 got like your foot in the door. And then you're like, no, nah, I'm, 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 I'm going in the door. And and you kept going. And now you're in the top of the house. And, it, you know, it, in your words, um, you know, and, you know, it's it's a real uh, it's a real uh, Cinderella story. You know, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you kind of I would say I think it's safe to say it, as long as I interpreted the story, you kind of, you know, you, you got to your dream spot and uh, now you're just you're just living life. Pretty much. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a good summary and, and like I'm, I'm also a guy that never stops uh I'm, you know whatever that means whether it's more innovation you know i i always said i'm gonna change this business for this country with something whatever i do and so like with every innovation and i don't just mean product but just how we go to market uh how we're activating in stores the way we connect with our consumers the programs, like you don't just show up at a Davidoff event. Everything's a Davidoff experience. Like we're like, everything is so intentional with how you experience product. And we do the same thing with Camacho and with Habo. You know, we're putting Camacho on tour with like barbecue pit masters. And uh, we're doing these crazy like burger battles and everything that I've done. I'm, I'm trying to, to break, break the system, you know, and I'm, I'm part of a team that also likes to break the system. We want to do things that just make us unique. You know, like, cause I love products and I, I love brands, you know, and you know, there's a common denominator amongst industry peers where they believe that setting up shop at a place and selling three cigars and saying, we'll give you two for free, you know, like that's what this business comes to. And, and I just don't agree with that, man. Like I, I was wild when I was in Asia, like everything was people showing up in suits and just like true enjoyment of products and not that everyone needs to be in suits everywhere, but let's enjoy what we're doing. Let's sell brands. Let's make people believers of brands versus like, I'm just here for the deal. Well, that just makes you a believer of a discount. You're never going to build a brand that way, you know? So, right. No, you take it to the next level. Yeah. And, and I'm just, I'm always going to go. I don't, I don't know what's next. We're just keep on pushing and keep on going and, in the short years I've been in this business in the United States, I've seen a considerable amount of evolution. 
and uh, I'm very proud. Like, try not to get involved in like the industry mumbo jumbo. Like, we focus very hard on lifestyle marketing versus just straight product stuff. Because if you approach a lifestyle, like I'm approaching people that aren't just in the shops and not in just the humidors. Most people already know who we are. I need to find everybody else. You know, the majority of people that buy cigars and enjoy cigars aren't us. They're not the cigar nerds. Like, we already know what's up. It's right. people like my brother who knows nothing. He just knows I want a cigar. Uh, oh, I saw Davidoff together with this uh, Ferrari dealership doing these, you know, racing tours. Fuck, Davidoff must be a great brand. Let me go buy Davidoff. You know, like, and, and that's really where you start building these circles of brands and ecosystems where people kind of understand equity of brands and, and, and what identifies them. And I, I feel like tobacco and cigars are, are precisely that building your brand is finding your tribe and what identifies with you. Right. So like, are right. you a Jeep guy or are you a Porsche guy? They're both great cars. Just identify more with a Jeep. Shit, I actually identify more with Camacho cause I'm kind of like, an, you know, it's and it's kind of like finding those ecosystems and exploiting it. I just went on a tangent, but no, it's all good information. Kinda... I mean, I was gonna say, I mean, I, I I like how you know you got Davidoff, you know, classic Davidoff, you know, white band is you know the premier ultra premium brand. You got Camacho, which kind of has this rougher exterior. And you talk yeah. about like doing the grill stuff and the meats and you got the Camp Camacho stuff. And, and you know, to his credit, it, it, you know, all jokes aside, you know, Jack did talk a lot about this when he was on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, which, you know, was interesting. And I know I'm pretty sure Kevin has been to Camp Camacho. Um, it's a fun time. And, and yeah, and has spoken a lot about it. And I know that, you know, Jack was doing, you know, that, that tour over the summer, you know with all the Camacho yeah. events and then then you get Avo and Avo is like this you know classic you know brand that's a little bit different than like the Davidoff white band you know name mm -hmm. but it still has its own like heritage where you can kind of it's... do some unique things with that as well like what we saw with yeah. the Seasons this year I mean the Seasons was a very interesting release um, yeah thank you and I think that it was Very rolled proud out. Of that. Yeah, I think it was rolled out really nicely. I like how it was, you know, spring, summer, fall, winter. Yeah. Um, you know, and that was interesting. And I know there's been some yeah. other stuff that, you know, you guys have done with Avo. But, yeah, it seems to me like, you know, you guys have it pretty balanced where you have multiple brand names, but you've been very good at keeping their identities very individual. So it doesn't all just yep. bleed as, oh, well, these are all just doubt off products. Like oh yeah, there's Camacho. Yeah, it's like it's like it's the same as White Band. Well, no, White Band is White Band, and Camacho is Camacho. So Correct. it doesn't matter I mean, who owns it. But you don't ever want your brands to cannibalize each other or take share from each other. Or for somebody to be like, oh well, Abo Smith Dominican Republic is just a cheaper Davidoff. Let me smoke that. I mean, it's completely different. Uh, right. You know, Abo Abo's got a lot like a really interesting story. You know, because it obviously started with Abu Vezian, the man. Right. You know, and, and, you know, you'll understand more of the brand, like, after what I said, I was about to say, like, but he was an artist, right? And everything he did as a musician was a, an expression of, of his artistry. 
he started making cigars. They were expressions of his palate, and he treated everything as as a work of art. Like everything he did, he didn't just cook food. Like he tried to make it artistic, you know. So everything we do with Avo now that he's no longer with us. But the brand in itself embodies that bit of artistry where it's all about self-expression. And that's how we did this whole uh, More Expression campaign this past year where you see our social media, like we're interviewing coffee roasters, or, you know, why they do what they do and what makes their coffee unique and how they grow their beans and roast their beans and you know, what coffee you choose is like an expression of who you are. It's the same thing with your cigar. We work with a fashion designer on how they design clothes and why people choose the clothes and how the same artistic process that happens in designing fashions and material that you're using and, and fabrics. It's, it's the same thing as our master blender at work, like figuring out, Hey man, this, this cigar is going to be an expression for me. And, uh, all of our limited editions, like we don't do improvisations anymore but that was like artistic expressions you have a, a tobacco man but we're telling the story of artists uh, in every aspect and then seasons season was a really cool pro i started working on that project like my first week on the job that's that's how long it, it took but that whole thing was you know sitting down with our master blender one day and like dude have you ever been on vacation in the summer and like you, you spent all day at the beach and now you're just like sitting on your hotel balcony and you're just looking at the sunset and you're smoking a cigar and you're drinking a, like a, an amazing rum he's like yeah i was like you know that feeling he's like yeah it's an amazing feeling i was like yeah you need to make a cigar that translates that feeling that's gonna be summer and we need to think of something that gives you the feeling of fall, you know, and spring, you got like, dude, you, like there's flowers out. There's like amazing aromas. Everything's like green. Everything is fresh. It's spring. Like, and, and our master blenders went to work and it was just like, these are all expressions of each season. We didn't want to do it multiple different sizes. Cause I didn't want anyone to think like, Oh, fall is better than winter because I like Robustos better or whatever, you know, like, no, we're going to make them all diademas. They're all going to be the same size. So whoever's a collector can get one of each and they can literally vertically go side by side and experience all these and kind of like, you know, enjoy a cigar that kind of takes you back to those moments. So like Avo as a brand. And if you ever like go through our Instagram now and you start looking at all the videos and, and all the photos, like you'll see it like it's, it's all a form of, of self-expression, man, you know? So it's cool. And that doesn't take anything away from Davidoff at all. It's in its own, like, price point right. mentality. And same thing with Camacho, you know? So, like, I, I like to describe brands as, like, other things. I'm like, if Davidoff is a Rolex, then Avo must be a Panerai. Watch. Because people who choose Panerais, they got the money to, to afford a Rolex. But they choose Panerai, and it's a lot less money, but they identify with the brand because that brand says something about them and the things that they choose. They choose to kind of stand a little bit apart because they, they care about their own personal self-expression. Right. So that's kind of, 
you know, the matrix of of the brands. Like I said before, I mean, the way that you guys have organized it um, is nice. I think it was it was nice to see the Avo seasons this year. To be honest, it seemed like for a little while the Avo brand seemed kind of quiet. And then the seasons came out, and it was like, oh, what's this? And it, it was nice because, it, like you said, it wasn't just like one release. It wasn't like they were different sizes. It was, it was pretty well done. You kept them all the same size, you know, every quarter essentially. You know, you have a new season, yep. and then you have a new product. But it's all within this yep. series. So it's not like you just release, you know, one cigar. It, Excuse me. It comes out. It's out there, and then, you know, it just kind of, all right, well, what, we'll move on to whatever the next thing is. No, the next thing is the next iteration of this series. Oh, the Avo Summer's out. Oh, and it just kept going, you know, down the line. So you had, like, this whole year of, like, these yeah. new releases, but you did it in a way where, like, you kind of were saying, like, way before in the beginning of the show, like, you're not just dumping new stuff out there to dump new stuff out there. Yeah. It's like we have four new products, but it's part of one name, one line, one series, and they're four different cigars that we're going to spread out across the entire year. That's pretty um Yeah, that's that's pretty well I lost the fucking word. Um <laughs> um sure. innovative. Sorry, I don't know why I don't know why I lost that. It is pretty innovative. You know, you you have like in a, in a sense it's like one product but it's it's four, but it's all under one category, one name, one one line. But they're four different unique products that are timed right. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was very well executed. Um, okay, yeah. And then, you know, of course, we saw, I wonder, what was that, October? We saw the, the Camacho Broadleaf come out. Um, yep. So we kind of went into that foray of, of using Broadleaf. You yep. know, keep, keeping Camacho fresh. You know, we know, we've already talked about we. the Davidoff brand has been busy this year as well. So it's, in a, in a, in a nutshell, as a whole, um all encompassing it's been a good year for you guys i mean you, you've done several different projects that were special and very unique in their own right and they were all executed pretty flawlessly so you know just uh just a tip of the hat to you guys for for doing it Thanks, it's not man. easy i mean like you said people will just they put new products out but you guys also you thought them out and you planned them which was done well yeah and there's a first of all thanks i mean there's a massive team that puts this all together but there's there's like a, a real major piece that a lot of people don't take into consideration because they probably don't think about it but to start with we are incredibly proud of our core lines right so it keeps all the right. lights on right right it does yeah and when you bring out a new cigar you're essentially diluting your core because what happens is there's only so much space on a shelf. You have to think of the retailer. So why do you need to have 18 million brands? You don't. Now, innovation is important. But the best way, one of the best ways to innovate is coming out with limited editions. So they're not like intrusive on a retailer's shelf. You're able to create For a long period of time. People, right. So people can get engaged into the brand and then go, Oh, you love the limited edition. Don't forget this all comes from, you know, for Davidoff, like it's our white band, you know, like that's, that's the epicenter of it all. Never forget that they're 
just as good. You know, we have our pillars in Davidoff, which is a discovery pillar, which is the, the black band. And you have the Winston Churchill. And then with ABBA, we have like our ABBA core lines. And then we have our synchro lines. But like, there's no reason to continue adding on to those things unless we really identify an area where, oh man, we really need to be developing in this area because we're, we're missing on that. And it makes a lot of sense for the brand. Other than that, you know, retailers can't carry everything. Right. So if you keep coming out with new lines that are just on forever, you're eventually going to discontinue one of your old ones and you just stuck retailers with inventory. Like you're not being a great business partner is one way to see it as, as a manufacturer. You got to be mindful. And uh, you know, uh, another industry, which is great to watch is if you look at in the spirits industry, I mean, to take Johnny Walker, for example, dude, they've been red, black, blue, green for decades. Yeah, they come out with their limited editions of Game of Thrones or whatever. Actually, they also do Zodiacs. But, like, at the end of the day, it's red, black, blue, green. Platinum. Sorry, forgot about that one. Like, and it, it's what, it's their core, it's their belief, it's the products that they're proud of, and, and we we have that same pride with our product. So, like, yeah, we may not innovate, like, ongoing lines on a quite a, you know, quite often but boy, do we get busy years. I mean, we put out so many limited editions this year across all of our brands. Like it was just massive. We, we've been, we've been busy. You know, it's funny. You said something interesting and I, I want to, I want to grab this really quick. You yeah. said, you know, when you talk about the limited editions, you talk about, well, if you like this cigar, you know, like, don't forget, you know, check it out. You know, the, the core line stuff. So like, for example, I know that there was some people who had, you know, were commenting on, you know, cigar of the year lists and was like, you know, why would you pick a cigar and call it cigar of the year when it was like a limited edition that at this point might not be available anymore. And I think the, as a, as a true media person, I think it's worth noting my response to that would be, you know, well, I think for us, it's recognizing a company who created a product. It, look, it may have been a limited edition. Maybe you only made 5,000 boxes or whatever it was. Maybe they're all gone now. Maybe, maybe, maybe not quite. But, you know, we recognized a company that made a product and put it out there that was nationally or even internationally available um, that, you know, when we looked at it and tried it and we're like, wow, this, this cigar was, you know, out of what came out this year, this cigar was fantastic. You know, it deserves a recognition. And I think that cigar of the year. Yeah. And <laughs> that, it was cigar of the year. Now I know it's a limited run and eventually they'll run out. I think there's still some more out there, but, yeah, but you know, regardless they're you know, they'll, they'll sell out and they'll be gone and then that'll be it. But it, that doesn't mean that, that, that shouldn't take away from the fact that, you know, you guys spent, you know, the three years developing that product and finally put it out and it gets the recognition for that. Uh, not just, yeah, but it's a limited, so it don't count. Well, they still put in all that time to make a product and kind of like what you were saying, you know, just now, which I like is, you know, look, if you like the anniversary number one that we gave cigar of the year, you know, like number three, you know, like number three, probably like the double R 
It's not too different. Same, it's the same blend. <laughs> I mean, it's just different enjoyment time. And it's a little it's, bit closer the... in size. You know, I mean, it's still right. a longer cigar. You'll, you know, grab the double R. It's not really that much different. You know, re, you yeah. know, it's. Um, you're right. It it should foray people right into the core line, and anybody who knows the Davidoff Anniversario blend. I mean, and that's kind of like what I was saying. You know, we were talking about it. it's like yeah, it came out. It's a different size. It's a size that has existed before, but yeah. it's still that anniversary blend. If you smoke any of the any sizes, I mean, it's not really going to surprise you. You know, it's right. going to taste, you know, relative. I mean, it sizes do affect. I know. Of course they do. But, but within a parameter. Um, of course. You know, and if you smoke anniversary number three and you love anniversary number three, you're going to smoke as long as you're okay with the longer size. If you smoke the number one, you're probably going to love it. You know, yeah. if you don't, it's because it was too long of a smoke, you know, which is fine because you know, some people, they don't like a long smoke. But, you know, to me, that would be one of the one of the only very few reasons. So, yeah, I mean, those limited edition products, you know, it's nice. It's something new. It doesn't take up shelf space long term, but it also yep. should steer people back into the core line, which, again, is always available. And that's, you know, where the passion should be for most brands. So I, I really like how you kind of connected all those dots that was really nice um i do want to pause though for a second yeah. so i can in an effort to stay on track and stay on time um uh, i want to get to our new segment which does involve davidoff so um this will actually involve you our news is once again brought to you by mccallif cigars featuring the mccallif black rated 91 at smokingtobacco.com don't forget to go over and check it out <sighs> mccallif black it's a blackout um this week in our news, I'm going to highlight this one since Eddie's here, and uh, this will actually kind of include him. Um, we got a press release from you guys. Uh, Davidoff of Geneva, USA, announces the 2023 American Golden Band Award winners. So um, normally I read some of the the news story, but since you're here, Eddie, I'm going to let you um, just, for those who don't know or have never heard of the Golden Band, I mean, I know about the Golden Band Awards, but um, what what is Golden Band Awards? And, and what makes that so significant? I mean, the Golden Bands have been around for for a long time. Yeah. And the way we go to market with Davidoff is with our, our pointed merchant network. So to kind of give an idea, you can only purchase Davidoff and these appointed merchants. I, I don't know what the number is entirely in the United States, but in the United States, but there's probably about... 4,500 to 5,000 brick and mortar shops in the country. Total. Yeah. And yeah. we, our, our point of merchants are, there's, uh, I want to say a little under 300. So, I mean, there's 280 appointed merchants, but I think there's 300 doors, right? Because some people have multiple shops. Yeah. And, and to qualify uh, to be an adapted off appointed merchant, obviously, there's, you know, qualifications that you got to go through, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, these are people that we deem uh, the best of the best. And uh, the way we operate and the way they operate has got to make sense. And people that will actually take care and respect the product the way we intend it to be. And they're just the cream of the crop, I'd like to say, right? They're, they're, they're less than the 10%. Anywho, uh, we honor five accounts um, 
it used to be yearly. We kind of, you know, COVID kind of put a little weirdness to that. Uh, so ever since COVID, this is the second time we're doing it. And we're, you know, we, we honor people for, for their success, right? So like there's a couple of awards, like, you know, best performance for a single location in the United States, best performance for multiple location in the United States. Uh, we have like uh, best performance and growth for the year. Uh, and then the best like growth for multiple locations. And then we have our corner merchant of the year, which is like the big daddy. Um, but, you know, to, to achieve any of these awards, I mean, it's, man, it's hard, you know, because all these guys, they're already, every single one of them, they're all aces. So how do you beat the 300 to have the most growth in a year or, you know, or, or perform better? Like it, it's, you know, and it's measured in so many ways, like, you know, how are the quality of your activations when we put together like the big Davidoff white parties or the Davidoff dinners, like, you know, was the experience right? Was the sell through right? Uh, was it, you know, did that increase sales? How was the product received? Uh, I mean, there's just so many things as, as an extension of our brand that we look forward and we reward and, and, um, yeah, this year was, was really, really, really cool. Uh, we just announced it uh, today. So uh, the winners are – it's great, man. There's some really old-school guys there that it's, it's great to see people that have been a point merchant for 30-plus years, like, winning it again, you know, right. like, winning these awards. And it's – to me, it's a testament in the belief of the brand and how important it is uh, for the success – of, of their shop and how it's received by their consumers and their customers. And then I also believe it's a testament to how much we put into making sure that our retailers are constantly winning. You know, uh, we're notoriously known. We don't do deals. We don't do any of those types of things. Right. Uh, and there's a finite number of doors. It's not like we're trying to open up new accounts. Like you, you can't just open up a Davidoff account. It's not possible. Uh, there's, you know, restrictions, like if there's an appointed merchant in this town, there can't be another one close by. Like there's a lot of parameters. Um, but it, it's definitely a great award, a prestigious award. And, and, you know, this ceremony is five stars, right? Like we're, we're flying everybody in. Uh, we're doing a, with a beautiful five-course dinner with Michelin star chefs. Everything is completely curated to arriving in limos to, you know, it's all black tie and uh, speeches from, you know, the president, speeches from, you know, big heads in Switzerland, global, honoring these people and thanking them for their commitment to the brand uh, with a hell of a celebration afterwards. And they also have the ability to sell the Golden Band Awards cigar for the remaining of the year which is also really cool. It's a really great um, limited edition. So, yeah, it's really neat. There's there's one retailer near me. I'll give a quick shout out. I know they've won a bunch of Golden Band Awards, and that's Regency Cigar Emporium in Rhode Island. That's my guy. Yeah, he's a good yeah. dude. Mike. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, he he was he was our last. He won a Point of Merchant of the Year in the last awards. So. He's uh, he's great, man. He's got an incredible business, and 
you know, we love showing up there and doing incredible Davidoff events just because they're impactful. And he does a lot of Oro you know, Blanco we, events, doesn't he? <laughs> I, I did that with me. Yeah, that was <laughs> I, 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 I dumped it the slaughtering of the unicorns because we smoked 35 Oro Blancos that night. It was really unique. That's a lot you know, of money. That's <laughs> a it's a lot of money, man. And, and you know, there was a finite number. Every time someone smoked one, it's like the price should have gone up. Like that's I was like, I can't believe this is what's happening. It's kind of crazy. But you know, those events are great because I get to the president was there, I was there, a couple other senior executives were there, and we actually get to sit one on one with every single customer and listen to their passion. We get to share our passion and it's really like true bonding on another level and, you know, gratitude at the same time for uh, liking and enjoying our product, you know, and we're just really grateful for that. We put in a lot of hard work globally. There's a, there's a significant amount of people globally that, that put all this effort into it. And, you know, these awards and meeting these types of people, it's, it's just like, it's pretty awesome to to get to see the results of everybody's hard work like live and in person you know like so yeah yeah it's funny i know that there's been a few of those events that they've done and um i know mike's reached out to me jesse's reached out to me they, you look uh, like jesse i don't know if anyone's ever told you that no no but i i could see it um <laughs> I love I love Jesse too. I feel bad because yeah. like the last few times, like there was one. I think he was doing one with Mike at Regency, and I think you were yeah. supposed to be there too. And it was like right after my daughter was born, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come. And I got I, I I got to that day, and it was just like I couldn't leave my wife, and I was like, I can't come, Jesse. And I felt so that was bad. Recent. Yeah, yeah, it was like a few months ago, and I was like, I just, I'm like, I can't do it. I'm like, I'm, I was so disappointed. I felt bad because I, I know he's been wanting to see me and, and get together that, and, and come was, to an event. That was and, a very special night, man. We, uh, yeah, we were able to fly in one of our master rollers uh, from Dominican Republic. You know, she's one of eight people that are allowed to roll the Royal Release. Yeah, and she was rolling Royal Robustos that night, which is. A very unique thing, man. Because, That's special, yeah. Yeah, like you don't you don't see that outside of the factory. So it's it was a cool night. Yeah, I, I, I saw I saw the photos <laughs> and videos of that, and I was like, <sighs> I wish I was there. Um, yeah, but to, I mean, but hey, you know, there there will be more events, um, and I, I I will get to an event um, soon. But yeah, I mean, I I know I know he does a lot of events too, so. That 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 comes to mind because it it's kind of hit close it hits close to home, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I I so I I've been familiar with the Golden Band Awards and like I said, you know, I know some people who who've won those awards and yeah, it's kind of cool and I like that you guys do that, um, and uh, to really you know highlight those who you know, it's a partnership at the end of the day. Like you said, you know, it's you know you guys as a manufacturer, them as a retail, you guys work together you know, for everyone to sell products, everybody wins, you know, so, you know, working together and, you know, who, who, uh, who went out there and earned it the most and, and giving them that recognition. Um, and I know that there's other brands that do that on some level too, but, uh, right. yeah, the way you guys do it, it's, it's really cool. So I wanted to make sure we highlighted that too during the show and what better way cool. to do it than during a new segment. 
Awesome. Um, let me see. I'm lo- I'm watching the time here. Um, I have a couple of things I wanted to get to. Um, yeah. P- did we talk about PCA? I don't. Did we? I can't remember that. We did not. Yeah. Did one not of the things. One of the things I wanted to make sure I. Add, it, it, this probably won't be a long discussion. Um, no. But I I figured I figured I would touch on it while we were on the air. Um, so the the drama. It, would we call it drama? I, I mean, I guess in the media circles, it's it's one of those topics that's been prevalent um, on analysis of PCA, the trade show, and some other little stuff that's related. Um, you know, the last few years, a major topic was, you know, the, the big four companies, you know, you guys, General, Altidus, Drew Estate, yeah. you know, have been absent from the, from the PCA trade show. Um, and then last year we saw Altidus and General by way of forged, you know, at, at the PCA trade show. Right. And then they announced that they would, you know, be returning as well as, you know, Drew Estate's going to be there this year. You guys are still have no plans to return to the PCA trade show, correct? As, as far as I know, like that's also one of those above my pay grade type uh, scenarios. Yeah. But uh, I have not been informed that we will be going back. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I... All I do know is that we do support the industry ridiculously. You know, we we help with all the legal battles. Uh, we still support and donate and in every aspect. And as you can't tell from this past conversation, we support our retailers mm-hmm. like nobody else does. So I I don't know. I I, I really can't speak to or answer anything just because it's i don't know yeah of course make sure that all of our retailers keep on winning and we keep on fighting the good fight on behalf of our industry yeah yeah no of course i mean it's look it's something that you know i was i was planning asking i i didn't know how much you could speak to it but um yeah you know it's 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 been a topic you know it's been a topic you know and you know not having you guys at the trade show is i definitely i get it all the time felt it's like (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I get the question all the time. I, I, I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. One of the other things, too, that if, I mean, again, this is probably also above your pay grade, but it's worth just throwing it out there to see what, yeah. to, just to see what you'll say. I know there's been a couple of, and, and it's, it's kind of like a, like a one and like a one A kind of thing. Uh, right. and, I'm, and I'm sure it's not new to you. Uh, especially part one, um, okay. you know, in the media circle. I, I like to say it that way because those are the people who talk about it the most. Yeah, um, but sure. the re- but you know, but to be to be fair, to be fair, the retailers half the time the media circle gets it from the whispers and you know sweet nothings or sweet somethings that the retailers feed to us too, and I don't know where it comes from. From them, one can only assume from you know the manufacturers or whatever um but as i'm sure you've heard before there's always been there's been this rumor floating around that davidoff is secretly for sale and then which i know is probably something you've heard of before and then Mm -hmm. there's another one that popped up recently which i thought was interesting that i heard from a couple different people and it was a little bit more specific and it wasn't that davidoff was for sale it was that camacho could be possibly for sale. oh I, i heard this one 
Did you hear <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. So, yeah, so and now I'm like, I, oh, I so it went from Davidoff from... to now it's just Camacho. So what? Like, is, is this all bullshit? Oh, all, like, not, yeah, yeah, nothing for sale. <laughs> I mean, I, I I will tell you that we were reassured because like, dude, those those rumors are really real. Like, yeah, they, they flew. It's funny how rumors fly everywhere. I mean, it's. it's I don't want to say it's laughable because I don't want to disrespect anybody, but it's pretty laughable. But I mean, even our, our global CEO came in and was like, and like one of our means, he kind of like stopped. He goes, Oh, and by the way, let me reassure everybody like, we are not for sale. The comp- like the family, you know, Davidoff is still a privately owned company. Right. You know, as big as it is, it's still a family. And they have generations of people that are highly involved. I mean, it is, it is not for sale. I mean, I would argue. Listen, man. I would argue it's probably the largest premium tobacco company in the world. And what I mean by that, even though it's probably not statistically, I'm just thinking perception. Right. Like, we are, well, a lot of U.S. brand companies are sold globally. They are. Mm-hmm. We are just as big, if not bigger, outside of the United States. And no one can honestly say that. I mean, it's, it's literally Habanos and Davidoff. We have a significant amount of company-owned brick-and-mortar shops all around the globe. Like, there's... You would have to have a lot of money to buy us. But, again, like, I don't know any of that kind of stuff. It's way off beyond my favorite, but I, I heard all these rumors. I have people, like, in the industry call me like, hey, bro, if you need a job in the future, like, we got you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, we heard that Davidoff's for sale, but they're, instead they're just going to unload, they're going to unload Camacho. And I'm like, who the hell is going to buy? Like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, like to be fair, to be no. fair. And I'll be honest with you on this. I'll be honest with you on this. Yeah. So on our spare note show, it's more of our industry jib jab show that I do with, I do with Coop. Uh, this topic has come up several times. And oh, I don't doubt it. And we we've talked about it. And this is purely like it's not you know it's it's analytical of of, of whatever information we have and whether it's true or not. But we take the information that we're given. And we go all right. Well, let's have this conversation. Let's play the hypothetical game. And I have been I have been. It's on document. You can see it. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but I've said like, hey, listen, like if you know if Davidoff's going to be for sale, um, you know, I would say. From a money, because you're right. It, and this has been a part of the discussion too. Like you know, you guys are. It would not be cheap for, and and really most I think companies would not be able to. And the only one I, that comes to mind that maybe has the money for your premium cigar business, because as a reminder to everyone, Davidoff is technically more than just a premium cigar company. There's other luxury products uh-huh. that under the Davidoff umbrella. So. Oh, there's a lot under the Davidoff umbrella. Yeah, so I mean, when you when you really like when you really step back and you look at everything, it's it's more than just the cigars. So, when you're talking about buying Davidoff, it's like, are you talking about buying Davidoff, Odinger Davidoff, who's everything, or are you talking about you know Davidoff of Geneva and you know did the cigars and just that? And it's like, okay, let's play the hypothetical game here. And I said, if if someone's gonna buy them, it's gonna be STG. And it's going to be north of half a billion, easily. I mean, it would have to be. And and and, and, right, I, and I think Coop, like, and I think Coop, I think Coop even said, "I'm going to go a step further and say, 750." Uh, yeah, could see that too. Um, it wouldn't be cheap, and 
to your point, like even if it was for sale, who could buy that? There's not many people who could buy Dude, that. I mean, let, let's think of some, <laughs> some, literally, you want to chop it up. Like somebody told me, oh, Camacho is going to be bought. And they say the brand that's the company that's going to buy Camacho. And like, I know a guy that's part of the investment banking company. in front. Like, dude, you hear all the bullshit, right? And I'm like, bro, <laughs> let me explain something to you. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about Avon Camacho or any of those things. Let's just, let's go deeper into our portfolio. Let's talk Baccarat. Oh, right. What a blast on the past. Baccarat, Baccarat <laughs> financially speaking, is bigger than 60% of the companies out in the market. Yeah. Avo and Camacho as brands are bigger than 60% of the company's entire revenue. Like, there's there's no, like, who's going to, why would you let that go? You know, like, we're, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really far down and I'm one and the size of that totem pole I'm pretty far down so I, I don't know anything but <laughs> we, we, we were reassured left and right that no it's not for sale it's not for sale it was, it was it was actually the way we were like very much like the laugh you just did like it was like that like we are we are not for sale it's so, it, so the, the latest I heard was that hey so I'm hearing that Christian Aroa might buy back Camacho from Davidoff yeah. and I was like could he though but I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what his personal finances yeah, I, I, are. I, but I, I, yeah, I heard that I, one too. I don't know either. But like, he is, he is a pretty smart man. He is. He did sell it for X Y Z, but he would have to buy it back for like quadruple the amount. That doesn't seem smart. But that's another one I heard too. It was like, oh, you know, yeah. you're Christian Aroa, my like, and I'm like, what? I'm like, that's yeah, oddly specific. Um. But no, it's interesting. And by the way, on Baccarat, so I still have people who, you know, say, you know, I'll be in a cigar shop and they're like, "Oh, Baccarat, who buys that?" I'm like, uh, a lot of people. It's it's there for a reason. People buy it, um, <laughs> and not for Dude, nothing. I mean, look, I, I'm I'm you know, th- look, this cigars I like, you know, and I like. I like all the good stuff, and I like some some regular stuff, and I like some you know some more budget friendly stuff. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I have a taste and a time for everything. You know, I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, there's been times where I'm like, I go for a good baccarat. I mean, look, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, don't rule it out. I mean, it may not be as prevalent, so to speak, like in a lot of shows like this and stuff, because we're always talking about like new products and stuff, but. Hey man, Baccarat, you know, there's a time and a place and I've been known to enjoy those. Um, and every once For in sure. a while I'll go, oh yeah, Baccarat, I gotta get some of those. No, and and it, there's more, right? <laughs> there's, uh, there's also like Griffins. That's a no-joke brand. Yeah, Griffins is another one. <laughs> like, yeah. dude, our, our, our portfolio is deep and strong. So There's more I than just, I think people realize, too. Like the Griffins, yeah. like... The only place Unless I've ever seen like some Griffins. secret like fund worth hundreds of billions, and some I I just dude it, this is a very proud family. They're very proud of the iconic brand they've created between Dr. Schneider's family, obviously the Davidoff family, and it's bro, it's it's a family heirloom. Like hey, they ain't going nowhere, man. Right, you know, right. No, I mean. And that's and that's in itself is special. The fact that, um, don't mind me. I'm I'm not texting. I'm I'm merely turning up my exhaust because it's getting smoky in here. 
Um, and I hope that's that no good. one and I hope no one can hear that. I think that's still pretty quiet. Um, just getting a little, a little much. Um, but yeah, no, I mean the fact that it's still a family-owned company. I mean, that, and the size that it is, it's it's pretty impressive. And you know, you talk about the international market. I know it's something you know we've talked about a lot on the other show. We kind of get into you know markets and companies and you know with everything that's happened with Habanos the last few years uh, with the major price increases. You know I, I know people you know in Europe and Asia. You know Nicole um, is technically a European citizen as well. She's a you know a yeah. citizen of the United Kingdom and she has traveled there uh, to to visit her mom and her aunts and her family. And I know the last time she was there was. 2022 i think yeah it was before she had the baby yeah it was 2022 and um i remember she was over there and she was coming back and she you know she brought back some cuban rum and some some cigars and stuff like that but she was like i literally went into duty free and they had like two three packs of cohiba and there was like a box of like hoya de monterey like a box Mm -hmm. and that was it and the discussion has been, especially in the last 12 months, um, after their like 350% price increase on their... <laughs> By the way, they just announced another one. Yeah, wow. I know. I saw that. And, and the, the, some of those brands went up even more. And it's like, all right. So you have to start to, you know, quality, the demand, availability of product, the prices are three and a half times more than what they were two years ago. You start talking about, and I know you're more focused on the U.S., but you start to think about, you know, Davidoff is probably, like you said, and anyone who really follows the industry, outside of Habanos, I would say on a global scale, you know, Davidoff is probably that next, you know, biggest company. Um, Yeah. And by the way, the only reason why I say we're bigger is because Habanos is not the United States. Correct. That's true. Yeah. Because you guys have all this and they don't. R- yeah. Right. I'm just saying presence. Right. I, f- I personally feel like we're bigger, but so, I could be wrong. So to be so to your point, to your point, let's be fair. That's true. They do have the rest of the world, but they don't have the U.S. And the U.S. arguably pretty big is the biggest market in the world. Um, yeah. So and you guys have all that. So I mean, when you put it that way, yes, in theory, Davidoff is perhaps the biggest on a global scale. Um, but even outside, if you if you remove that and you look at just outside the U.S., I mean, Davidoff is really starting to eclipse Habanos. Um, there's more product availability. Price points are, I mean, depending on the taxes and stuff, country to country, um, probably better. We're definitely more reasonable. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, I'm not saying that they're still not they're cheap, but, you know, if you look at Canada, you know, like we talked about Mitchell – Mitchell's in Canada. I mean, yeah, but taxes even a, are ridiculous there. Even a ten dollars cigar in Canada is like sixty bucks. It's ridiculous. Correct. It's it's yeah. it's it's so a sixty dollars cigar in Canada. Forget about it. Um, right. You know, but yeah, I mean, Davidoff as a brand and as a company on the on the worldwide scale, yeah, I mean, it's really starting to become a juggernaut, so to speak, and that's uh, and and to go back a few minutes ago the fact that it's still a, a family-owned company that, that's pretty impressive um gotta give credit where it's due right um but no i mean look you guys have been doing a great job 
I, I'm happy to have you on the show. It's I'm looking at the time. I, we're getting towards the end of the show. There's so much more I wish I could get into. Um, but um, you know, this this has been this has been quite the night. So uh, I'm happy cool, you were on the show. Yeah, no, I mean, thanks yeah, for being here, Eddie. I mean, this has been so much fun. You have to come back because we have yeah, to we sure. have we have to talk about so much more in another show. Um, but um, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna wrap up the show. Um, I'll, once again, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. this was a great time. And um, My pleasure. You know, any, any anything that you wanted to say before before we sign off the show that maybe I missed or something specific you wanted to make sure we said um you know the the floor, no, I, the floor is yours i no no announcements no nothing i mean just from a really heartfelt standpoint i mean just uh for everyone that supports all of our brands just you know thank you you know we uh we work really hard, man. You know, we work a lot of hours and we do things with, with love. And, you know, we're very proud of, of what we do. And, you know, to see it received, um, it's just, it feels good, man. And, like, you, you can come home and it's, like, it's worth it, you know. So just, just thank you to everybody, you know, for... For all the love, whether it's Davidoff, Havo, Camacho, Zeno, our stores, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. If it, if it wasn't for for everybody, like, we, we just, we wouldn't be here, man. You know, so it's, it's very grateful for that. And it, it's cool to be able to even say thank you on that because that's, while it's a family-owned company, I'm nowhere near uh, part of that family. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a cog in a wheel of the United States. Like, uh <clears throat> it's cool to still have that moment of gratitude uh, to the industry uh, just to be able to be in it, you know? So thanks. That's pretty much all I'd say. Yeah, no, I mean, very well said. I, you know, I think you've done a great job being a, a great representative of the company and you guys have done a great job and uh, look forward to seeing more from you in the future. So, um, you know, don't forget to check out Davidoff, head over to number two guys, cigars.com. You can find all of their products there. Uh, across all of their brands, you know, Davidoff, Camacho, Avo, Baccarat, um, you know, Griffins. I, you can find Griffins there as well. All the, all the names we talked about tonight, you can find over there at the number two guys, cigars.com. Um, Eddie, stay with me as we, as we sign off the show, yeah, yeah. So we can chat in the green room, but, um, guys, that's going to do it for our show. Uh, once again, I should have said this in the beginning of the show. I apologize. Uh, our last weekend, we were supposed to do spare notes, but it, um the day of coop coop informed me he wasn't feeling well that show had already been set up and planned and put together based on some discussions that i was going to have with coop on some specific stuff so and kevin was not available mitchell was going to join us but uh it just it felt better to to push that show to this weekend when when everyone could be available so um we're we're, we're still planning to have spare notes on saturday night Again, I apologize that we, we had to cancel last weekend, but I wanted to make sure Coop was there and he wasn't feeling up to par and I wasn't going to force him to, to sit on here for three hours and smoke cigars with me. So I said, no problem. Let's let's move the show. So I apologize for that. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, don't forget to check out our TPE coverage brought to you by Drew Estate. Uh, Kevin is currently on location in Las Vegas. Um checking out the trade show and we'll have more for you on that soon and in the meantime head over to smokingtobacco.com for more news reviews and updates from the cigar industry with that 
We'll see you later. Good night. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.